Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, um, COVID or not. Um, this too shall pass. Um, God's in absolute control of this. And um, I've had quite a few people say to me this morning, it just doesn't feel like Easter. And I'm telling you right now, I've had the greatest Easter I've ever had in my life this morning. And uh, I want you to understand that um, Jesus Christ has risen just like he said he would. And, and that's really our focus this morning. Uh, there's not a whole lot that we can depend on, but the one thing and one person we can depend on, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he has risen, and he prepared everything, and he's got everything under control. And here's my thing. Allow the resurrection glory to be the center of who you are this morning. Leave the TV off and the newspaper in the bag and just concentrate on him. And I promise you, it was his plan to make this day the greatest day you have ever uh, lived in your life, if you'll let it. I, um, I'm watching our church, and I'm hearing from a lot of churches that the damage that this is doing. I want you to understand, church, uh, here at Riverview, we are having the greatest days that this church has ever had. Um, we just got off a prayer meeting with many, 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 many people. Um, uh, God is alive. Uh, we are taking food to people. We are taking groceries to people. Let me just say this. I'm not a money person. I'm not a person to um, hawk for money or beg for money or, or give you some kind of stimulus to, to, to give me money. But the bottom line is, I do believe, as we take food out and um, as people are struggling with lack of work and, and, and those, all those stimulus checks haven't quite got here yet, um, I think the next two weeks are going to be tough. And um, um, if you feel led, if you feel like God has blessed you with a little extra, if you want to get on the Riverview website and, um, and pour some money into this ministry, and uh, or if you want to send it to Riverview, um, we could use it over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm not whining. Uh, God's in control. God's been blessing. Let me tell you how he's been blessing. When uh, we had to shut down the school, and the school has really be, uh, been very blessed over the last couple of years, uh, we sent everybody home, and I had no idea, none whatsoever, how we were ever going to pay these people. And I want, I want you to hear this. You talk about resurrection power. You talk about power to overcome. You talk about power to have joy in the midst of the storm. Um, this Saturday, I will do our fourth fully paid payroll for our school, which is $50,000 each time. Um, I will do the fourth one, and we've not gotten a cent from the state um, God has just supplied, it feels like kind of out of nothing. And I want, you to, I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. That's not just something for Riverview Christian or Pastor John Letterman. That's something that he wants to do in everybody's life. And um, I want you to understand that. I want you to get that. I, I think this is so, so, so very, very important. 
So if you've got a few extra bucks or you feel led to put some money in to um, help feed or supply, um, please, and thank you. Uh, if you don't, I understand, and so does God. But uh, let me move to the resurrection for just a second. Um, I'm really going to concentrate this morning on the part that says he has risen as he said he would. But let's talk about he has risen for a second. When Jesus Christ rose from that grave, that tomb, and, and came out of that grave, I want you to hear this. He defeated sin, hell, and death. There is nothing that Jesus Christ in that moment did not conquer and overcome. Nothing. And I think that's so important. And I want you to hear this. No matter what's happening in your life in this period of time, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been battling with, no matter how many failures or sins that have been a part of your life, and and Satan's telling you you're bad, you're bad, you're unworthy, uh, it's never going to happen. I want you to hear this. Praise God, he has risen, and he is risen today. And I want, please hear me. There is nothing that within the context of his will, there is nothing he can't do. And when he rose again, he gave you the power to be the person he created you to be, to be restored back into his awesome image, the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't have six hours to explain that, but the bottom line is that's a powerful statement. And he, by his power, by his resurrection glory, can help you to accomplish everything that he created you to accomplish. And that's for every person listening today or watching today. Every one of us. And I please hear that. Because in this time, we hear so much negative. And too often, we allow that negative to kind of take over our minds, our hearts, our emotions, and our lives. And I want you to understand something. You don't have to. You can live. I hear, you know, I want to draw close to God, and, and that's wonderful. But I want to get up from drawing close to God and live the life in the middle of all this craziness and chaos and turmoil. I want to live the life and be the person that God created me to be and do. And that's so very important. That's so, so, so very important. And even if you need to listen to that 42 times, I wish you would, because there's too many folk that are allowing this to kind of get them off their spiritual, eternal axis, and they're focused on all this foolishness, and I want you to get, you don't have to. His power is greater than what is going on. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get to the heart of what I felt like God would have us to focus on uh, this morning. Father, this morning, uh, I pray for everyone who is listening or will listen to um, this sermon, this encouragement, uh, your word. I pray it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would bring down your glory, the power of your resurrection into each and every mind and heart and life. Father, renew our vision in the middle of all this craziness, in the middle of all this um, being told what to do by the government, 
um, it's easy to kind of just kind of get lackadaisical and just kind of barely exist. But I don't think you want that for any of us. Father, I believe this is a time for us to get on our knees and, and become the prayer warriors that um, you created us to be and saved us to be. I think it's a time that maybe if we've got a little extra time, instead of sitting there watching um, the news, maybe we could get into your word and, and learn more of you and your word and your promises. And Father, I just pray that uh, we would do that today. Father, today, I, I want to pray for those. There, there are some that have lost loved ones this week, uh, not even to the COVID. Um, and then there are some that are battling the COVID. Um, and, and Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, while you were here, there wasn't any disease you didn't heal. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, in the power of your cross, that you would pour out a healing and a blessing like we have never experienced before in our lives. Father, I pray for our government. I think they have way overstepped their bounds. But, but Father, I pray that you would give President Trump, each and every member of Congress, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bless our governors. And I pray, Lord, that instead of just taking a defensive stance, that they would get on their knees and call us to get on our knees and find out exactly how you want us to conquer this that you've allowed in our world. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would give them that kind of vision. Father, pour out your glory on us today. Pour out your glory on um, um, each and every one that is listening. Father, you know their needs and you promise to meet each and every one of our needs according to your great riches and glory. Not according to the church, not according to man, not according to the stimulus that the government's gonna give us, but according to your great riches and glory. And Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would just work through what you have called me to teach today and you would use it mightily in each and every person's life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. I, I want you to know um, that we're doing the same thing we've done the last few weeks. Um, if you're, and sometimes uh, a holiday like this is very difficult especially in these times, and you're not sure how to handle it, or you need somebody to talk to, or you need somebody to pray with you or pray for you, uh, we have ministers uh, ready to answer the phones this morning in uh, um, our, our various offices. And um, the number is 610-921-0285. 610-921-0285. O two eight five, and if you missed that, you can look it up on the uh, website. And the extension for um, those that are more comfortable with English is uh, two hundred and two o one, two hundred and two o one. And then those that feel more comfortable speaking to a, a Spanish speaking person, um, there is someone at um, extension two o three. And we invite you to um, uh, come and. Um, uh, call them, and they are experienced ministers. Uh, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They love God. They're anointed by God, and um, I'm sure they can help you with whatever you're dealing with. So we invite you to um, call them. I want you to understand this morning that in each and every corner, not a lot of people, just in each and every corner, there are a good um, 
30, 40 feet away from each other. There are people in each corner of our sanctuary this morning praying. And they are praying that God would do something great uh, through me in each and every life that hears this um, broadcast. And um, I just want to praise God for them. And I want you to know that people are praying for you right now. This morning, I praise God. He is risen. And that's it's so powerful, and I could spend hours and hours and hours talking about not only the theology of that and the biblical promise of that, but uh, the pragmatics of that and how that works in our lives. But I just felt God was kind of pressing on me. Um, it, the, the verse, if you want to look it up, is, is uh, Matthew 28, verse 6, where it says, that, let, me give you, let me give you context. Um, some of the ladies that were following Jesus went to the tomb, looking to care for him or, or check on things or, or whatever. And, and the angel of God came to them and said, listen, you need to understand, the one you're looking for is no longer here. He has risen from this tomb. He has risen from the dead. He has defeated sin, hell, and Satan. And, and they followed up, and I think this is important, just like he said he would. In this environment, and really today in a lot of environments, um, there's not a lot of things or people that uh, we feel like we can actually count on. Um, where, who do I lean on? Who do I listen to? Even, even us preachers, you folks, always when it's human preachers, don't just take what we say, you check it out in God's word, you check it out in prayer in the spirit, and you make sure that whatever the preacher or whatever the supposed theologian or whatever is saying, you make sure it's biblical. Because we are human. But there is one person that you can count on when you feel like you can't count on anyone else, and that person is Jesus Christ. He told his disciples, listen, guys, I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to die, and I'm going to rise again. And when the ladies came to the tomb, the angel said, listen, he's no longer here. He has risen just like he said he would. This week, my wife and I, we read the Bible through each year together and comment on it, and then we talk about it, we pray over it, and and um, it's a wonderful thing if you, um, you as a couple ever or anybody would like to um, uh, do that. But two times this week, there was, there was one verse, and one of them is in Psalm 77, 8 through 10. And what it says is, no promise of God has ever failed. No promise in God's word has ever fallen short. God is able to fulfill every promise he has ever made. And I, I went, whoa, man, that's powerful. It, it had to be hard in the human to watch Jesus Christ um, go through what he did on Good Friday. I always, I always laugh at that name a little bit because it wasn't real good for Jesus. <coughs> he was kind of feeling a little pain. But on Good Friday, they watched him suffer excruciatingly. And, and it, it, 
It had to be hard for them. And then they watched him die. Stop breathing. It is finished. And, and it's hard because all of a sudden, the, the person they had been following for these three years is gone. He is dead. And it's easy for us now because we've got the Bible, we've got the Holy Spirit, we've got all that to say, oh man, they should have believed, they should have heard what he said. Well, they struggled. And, and they were, the guys, all the guys were kind of back in the room. Uh, I, would imagine, I hope they're praying, but they were struggling. And it, it, it's, it's hard for all of us. But the bottom line is we need to understand everything Jesus Christ said in his word, every promise he made, he will fulfill in his time, in his way, for his glory and our good. And I just felt led to kind of focus on that this morning. Uh, In 2 Timothy chapter 1, it talks about the fact that I know who I believe. And I know uh, who I'm committed to. And I know who, where I'm putting my whole life and everything in it, where I'm placing that. And I'm placing that in him because I know that every promise he has ever made, he will fulfill. And I know that um, he's in control. And I know that the only way that I can have assurance that everything and every person in my life and my world is in the care of God is for me to commit them to him. And I know he will keep them until that day or until the end. I think of the stock market right now. And I don't want to go into the philosophy of you can't get anything for savings. You have to go to the stock market. And I think there's some political, financial uh, greed designs there. But right now, people who count on the stock market, and I don't care how much money you have, right now, it's very volatile. It's a scary place to be. It's a scary thing to be depending on. Um, and sometimes you're not sure what to say. You're not sure what to do. You want to pull your money out in the middle because you'll lose a bunch. But, and I'm no financial person. So I'm not telling you what to do. I do know this. Every cent I commit to God is in his eternal care. And he will do what is necessary and what is best for that. Every person, my wife, my kid, my grandchildren, uh, uh, daughter-in-law, my grandchildren, my family, every person I commit to him is in the hands of almighty God. I might have a wish list of what I want, but I know this for sure, that he has never, ever failed. He has never, ever failed to fulfill a promise. And he has promised that if whatever I commit to him, he gives me the assurance that he will keep that until the end. And see, that is so, so very important because right now we're all looking for something with some assurance. We're all looking for something with a foundation. We're all looking for somewhere to land that we know it will be solid and it will be eternal and it will be powerful and it will be wonderful. And there's one some, someone 
and one somewhere, and that's Jesus Christ in his kingdom. You commit everything and everyone in your world to that, and I promise you, God Almighty has a perfect plan for them. Because right now, (laughs) everything else is all flaky and shaky, baby. It is all over the place. But there's one we can count on. What else can we count on from God knowing that the resurrection has made all things possible no matter the situation, no matter the past, no matter the obstacles. What else can we count on? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, we can count on this. Our God loves us and will be with us no matter what's happening, no matter where we are until the end. I think that's so important. So often we're looking for things and we're trying to figure things out and everything. And we're trying to, I love my wife and and my wife, I hope, loves me. But the bottom line is I can't count on her like I can Jesus Christ till the end. Uh, we, We try to do what's best for each other, but we're just human. But Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ loves us. And that word love is not phileo. It's not brotherly love. It's not, well, when you scratch my back or do everything I want, then I'll love you. I want you to hear this. Jesus Christ, because he is, he loves you, is committed to you no matter the situation, no matter the obstacles, no matter the struggles. Jesus Christ has your back, loves you, cares about you, cares about every detail uh, in your life, and he's committed to your best eternal good. And he will be with you. He says, lo, I am with you to the very end. I want you to hear that. I know these are scary times. I really do. I, I get nervous for my kids and grandkids. Um, I, I, I do. I, 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 I get nervous sometimes for the school or the church or whatever. And, and I, because I'm trying to figure, usually I'm nervous or scared because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to take care of things. But at that time, I need to stop. And I need to say, whoa. The one who loves me most created it all. And the one who loves me most when whatever gets broke can fix it because he created it. And if it ain't there, he can create it out of nothing, whatever it might be. I kind of feel like that's what he's done with the school and the the salaries and the payrolls I've been able to pay. I, I, I feel like it just came out of nothing. But God did that from the beginning. And it's very important for me to remember, God Almighty, the creator, sovereign, king of this universe loves me. The creator, sovereign king of this universe loves you. He loves you so much that he was willing to suffer and die. And what we celebrate today, he rose again like he told us he would, and now he can come to wherever you are, whatever your sin, whatever your struggle, whatever your battle, whatever your past, whatever your scars, whatever your wounds, wherever your mind might be, wherever your heart is, he can come right there because he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. He's always in there fighting with you. And the bottom line is he's got your back. And I'm going to ask you this morning, 
Do you believe he's got your back? Have you asked him into your life? Have you asked him into the situations you're struggling to deal with? I beg you this morning, don't try to handle all this stuff on your own. Ask God into the center of it. And he's not looking for perfection. He's not saying, well, if you're not perfect or you're not doing this. No, he loves you, always has and always will. And the bottom line is he wants to come right where you are. And he wants to save you. And he wants to bring healing to you. And he wants to bring victory to you by his resurrection power and glory. And I want you to get that. He loved you first. And he loves you now. And he always will. And he's got a perfect plan. Will you ask him in to fulfill that perfect promise and plan in your life? So very important. The second thing I I want us to understand, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it was a situation that I won't go into at all. It'd be be too long. But um, Paul was struggling with something in his life. And he asked God three times, won't you get rid of this? Won't you get rid of this? Won't you get rid of this? And that's a very frustrating thing because sometimes you feel like as a Christian when you pray, God ought to do immediately uh, and when you want it done, uh, what you want. And um, God didn't say no, but he didn't say yes, and he didn't do it. He said this, my grace, my gift to you, my love, my power, my healing, my gift of whatever you need is sufficient for you. Please hear that. Please hear that. Please, if if you struggle with that or you doubt that, just kind of dig in and say, Jesus, help me with my unbelief. Help me to be able to believe that you do have everything under control. You really do uh, have a wonderful plan for me. You really do love me. And your power and your wisdom and your grace and your healing is sufficient for me. And he goes on and says something I think is very, very important because so often, I don't know about you, but I feel really weak. I I feel kind of inept. I I feel like, um, man, I got nothing to offer this. I, 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 you know, and and, and let me say this right here. Uh, God doesn't need your help. He loves you, but he really doesn't need your help to do his will or fulfill his promises. Um, But he, he says, my grace is sufficient. And he says, my power, and the word there in the Greek is dynamite or dunamis. My power is perfected. And I wish I had time to really get into that whole Greek dynamic of teleos. My power is perfected, not in your strength, not in your ability to deal with what's going on in this whole coronavirus um, turmoil. My, My power is perfected in your weakness or your inability or your humility. And that's so important. That's so, so very important to understand because God's will is for us to get to the point where we realize we really have nothing to offer the situation. (laughs) We really can't deal with what we're dealing with. We really can't deal with temptation. We really can't deal with sin. Some of us have habits that are rooted and grounded, and we don't have the ability to conquer that. I hear people, I can't, I can't. Of course you can't, but he can. And I want you to get that 
Jesus Christ has the ability, by the power of his resurrection, he is risen, hallelujah, just like he said, to accomplish in your life anything and everything that needs to be accomplished. And this is so important, folks, because there's so many people who love Jesus and Jesus loved them, but they feel so weak. They feel so, like such failures. They, they feel like they're never, ever, ever going to be able to get on top of certain issues in their life. And let me help you with something. Don't feel like you're the only person with an issue or a temptation or a sin that has been nagging you for a long time. I personally believe everybody's got one or two. I really do. It's something God keeps in our lives to kind of keep us humble and keep us in need of him, driving us to our knees in need of him. Very important stuff. So we talked about the fact that he has risen just like he said he would. And we have talked about the fact that his promises never fail. He, they never, ever fall short. We have talked about the fact that, that Jesus loves us no matter what, always has and always will, because of his love. I, I did forget one thing. In the verses I gave you in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, it says that because of his perfect love, it casts out fear. And that's something we really need to deal with uh, at this time. And then we talked about the fact that um, his grace, his gift, and it's gift, it's a gift, it's free. It's there for you today. His gift is sufficient for whatever you're dealing with, whatever your battle is, whatever your struggle is, and his power is perfected not in your ability or your strength or your intelligence. His power is perfected in your weakness and inability. Good stuff to think about today. The last thing I want to talk about is this. As a Christian, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Folks, we Christians have nothing to worry about. Nothing. In, in John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus said, listen, I am. Uh, if, you, if you really want to study that, go all the way back to Moses where he said, um, I am who I am, and I'm the one that's going to get these Israelites out of Egypt, and he did. And you can read about that whole story and, and that power and that glory and just wonderful stuff. He says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I want you to hear one thing real quick that I want to throw in right here. I want you to get this. Jesus, in the middle of all this turmoil, in the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of all this fear, in the middle of all that's going on, he wants you to live eternal life. He doesn't want you to sit around in fear. He doesn't want you to worry. He doesn't want you to sit around and go, okay, governor, tell me what to do. He wants you to, he wants you to be intelligent, but be stupid. But at the same time, he wants you to live. And I don't care if you're stuck at home, you can live. If you're stuck without a job right now, you can live. If whatever the struggle might be, you can live. You can live out eternal life no matter what the circumstance and the situation might be. I think that's so important. I want you to ask yourself, am I living? Or am I sitting around allowing fear and isolation 
Am I blaming a bunch of people like Adam and Eve did way back in Genesis chapter 3? Or am I, by the power of God, through the resurrection glory of God, am I living? Am I living eternal life in the middle of this? Folks, we need Christians to do that. We, need, we don't need Christians just to be like everybody else, hunkered down in fear that the, the boogeyman, coronavirus, is going to get them. We need Christians in the middle of all this, not being rebellious, not being ignorant, not being audacious or, or, or arrogant, not being stupid. We just need to stand up and say, you know what? No matter the situation, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. And I think that's very important. Jesus said in, in John 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. And he said this, even if you were to die in this world, if you're a child of God, you don't actually die because you automatically are risen with Jesus Christ and you will live with him for eternity. Now think about that. You will live with him for eternity. I, I know I have a crazy personality and, and people think it's that, but I want you to understand it's not. I have no fear in the middle of all this. I don't worry about the coronavirus. If God wants me to get that so I can live that out to his glory so that people can see his love or his healing or his glory or whatever, if it's God's will for me to die, listen, it doesn't take the coronavirus. I could pull out in front of a truck today, and the bottom line is, I'm with Jesus. And I want you to get this. Christians, you've got nothing to fear. Nothing at all. No matter what happens in this world, even if the, quote, worst happened, you're living with God in eternal ecstasy, with Jesus Christ in the love and grace of God perpetually. And the bottom line is, it's going to be awesome. I always tease about the fact that I'm going to be able to have a, a, a chair under the tasty cake tree. I'm diabetic, so I'm not supposed to eat tasty cakes. But I'm going to live under there for eternity. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy. I'm going to love and I'm going to be in the presence of perfect love and joy and peace. I, it's going to be awesome just to be in his presence. So Chris, Christians, quit being afraid. Quit fearing all this. We in this world have nothing to fear because we have a home in what we call heaven or glory with him, and it will just be one perfect fellowship. So very, very, very important. So let me ask you today. How you doing? Are you living by the hallelujah of the resurrection of Jesus Christ no matter what's happening around you? Are you living by the love of Jesus Christ or in the love of Jesus Christ, the absolute eternal commitment of Jesus Christ? Are you living in that sufficient grace of God? Are you allowing his power to be perfected where you feel weak and unable to deal with the situation? And are you in the, in the realization, in the hallelujah of the fact that no matter what happens to you in this world, you've got a home for eternity 
in heaven with Jesus, with those that have gone before us, and it's going to be one eternal, awesome party. And we'll just be in the presence of pure love. I I think this is so important that we get this, folks. I really, really do. That we don't just celebrate Easter, and we don't just get a little dressed up at home, eat a good meal, uh, give the, the candy out, uh, color the eggs, and there's nothing wrong with all that. I, I love all that. But that we establish today that by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, everything's good. Whatever God wants is perfect and good and wonderful and powerful. I have nothing to worry about. Because Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the eternal life is living in the very center of my life, my being, my heart, my soul, and my mind. He's got it all under control. He's got a wonderful, wonderful plan, even in the midst of this craziness. I pray that you have a wonderful, happy, fun Easter. I hope you're able to get with a few folks and friends or family that that um, you can just celebrate and, and everything. But more than that, I pray that Easter, the resurrection, and all that it means would be established in the very center of who you are. Father, this morning, we praise your holy name. Hmm. We revel in the fact that although you died, that three days later, you rose from the grave, defeating sin and hell and death and everything that they bring to our lives. Everything. There is nothing impossible with you. No promise you have made will fail. You will love us and love us and love us no matter what kind of knuckleheads we may be. That your your grace is, Your power, your gift, your love, your healing is absolutely sufficient for our lives. Even when we feel inept and totally weak, that's when your power is perfected. Lord, I pray today that instead of listening to all this stuff that the government and the media has to say, that we would focus on you and we would allow you to be and to do what you want to be and do in every one of our lives. Praise your holy, holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Have a blessed and wonderful Easter day.